Welcome to the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Chris. I'm Tyler. And I'm Breton. <laughs> God, Liam's still here. <laughs> oh, man. You seem yeah. so thrilled to have him. Yeah. Woo! Right? <laughs> go Knights, uh, go. Anyway. There you, yeah, there you yeah, go. All right. Um, this episode's going to be a little bit shorter, I think. Which is kind of refreshing because we know we've been uh, pumping a lot of producer specials that have been a little bit lengthy because we've been attending. And we talked about Liam and being short, right? And yeah. So it makes sense. It's true. We've been attending a lot of uh, live events. Yes, we, we have. have. So yeah. this is nice. That we'll keep this one a little bit short. Um, it's a bit of a news item. A little broadcasting, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I was waiting for somebody to say something. Cool. Current um, events. Stay classy over there, Sager. Appreciate you. Uh, so the one thing I do want to discuss before we actually move on to some of the, the content for today's producer uh, special is a little bit off script. Okay. Hit us with it. Thanks, Liam, for letting me do that. Um, I think it's important for us to note that we actually, probably about a month ago, surpassed our 100th episode. Oh, yes, we did. Yeah. And I've been here for 99 of them. <laughs> I guess there's a few more that we recorded from virtually, but still. You've been here for all of them. I've been on, yes. You, you Chris, Chris missed half one, though. No, but Not you're... in person. Our, yes, our, all one. of our voices have been heard on, on all of them. On over 100 episodes. And so that, I think, is a great feat and something that we haven't really talked about. But, um, I mean, that, again, speaks to the community in which we uh, we have with the craft beer industry, um, the support of the, the listeners. I mean, we wouldn't be doing this if we were just talking to ourselves because what we call that is a Tuesday night just with Brett Pfeiffer by himself. Uh, so this allows us uh, the opportunity to provide information to our listeners and work with a very, very great uh, community that is the craft beer industry. So I did think it was important for us to kind of note that. And because this is a shorter episode, um, I figured, you know what? Let's toss it into this one. So we are over 100 episodes um, recorded. Beautiful. And uh, if you haven't listened to all of them, then you most certainly should. And again, thank you to everybody uh, worldwide for the support. So thank you. Good job. Uh, you, most Tuesday nights are just, actually, I'm on my PlayStation, and you're on there, too. And then I talk to you about uh, things like, you know, kicking Chris out. And, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That conversation's only came up twice. Anyway. <laughs> so let's move in to yes. uh, the episode here. Chris, um, we still appreciate you, so why don't you uh, get us started? I don't know if I am appreciated, but uh, so basically... Recently, if if people have been following the news related to craft breweries, and uh, Brett, you're kind of uh, you're you're very up on this. I feel like you're always you know, nose to the ground. Know. Yes, yeah. I, I like to be on the up and up, if you will. Yeah, when so it comes to craft breweries and the news that comes with that. Yeah, so what we've recently seen is you know quite a few takeovers and purchases and you know up for sale signs, yes. if you will, uh, of craft breweries. So. Uh, you know, just a few examples. But before we get yeah. into that, maybe we should talk about uh, the climate that we're working in, right? And the industry and where it's at and where it sits um, today, right? And the climate f- that we're in right now, it's 21 degrees in this room. Okay, <laughs> the wind is coming from the southeast. A simpleton and non-simpleton. <laughs> so, um, with that being said, is, uh, is anybody kind of surprised... That there has been a shift and there are more takeovers. There's more breweries for sale. Is anybody surprised? I'll just give that as a general question. Am I surprised? No. Like right. there's, you know, the the big guys, right? The the big brewers who need a path for growth, right. and their growth has been stifled a little bit by the fact that 
so many people are drinking craft beer instead of right. you know the big brands yep. and so they've said you know hey a way to grow is to buy these brands that people are drinking and you know we've seen a lot of craft brewery craft breweries have gotten quite large and so it makes sense for them to to sell and maybe the owners are you know ready to cash out and, and that sort of thing um but yeah my surprise no definitely not S- same here i'm not surprised at all and I'm kind of, you know, tipping off your point there, Chris. It's one of those things where because the craft beer scene, at least in Ontario, shot up so fast, so quickly, yeah, right, with over 400 breweries in, in Ontario now, you have the adage of, okay, maybe I'm not making as much money as I'd like to. When somebody comes in with an offer to be like, oh, here, here's, you know, whatever amount, X number of dollars. Yeah. It's like, you know what? This is maybe something I should consider. Mm-hmm. And then thinking it over, it's just like, you know what? Maybe it's just easier if I'm, you know, it's at its height of its popularity, perhaps, right? Yeah. So cash out when it's high, and then, you know, you can always put that money into other avenues, start right. another one, you know, and, and go from there. Yeah, I mean, there might have been a bit of an oversaturation of the market, and I think that's sure. kind, of, kind of what we're seeing right now is is a, a little bit of a market correction. And, um, yeah, so I think that's kind of where we're at, and it, it, I think this was good to kind of set the foundation for the future conversation here. So, mm-hmm. Chris, I, I'm sorry to kind of interject before, but I, I figured it was important for us to kind of have a little bit of a, a context, um, but if you want to pick up where you're going to go, that'd be great. Yeah, totally. So, one of the examples is Unibrew, uh, which is a, a Denmark-based brewery. Nice. Um, yep. They've bought Amsterdam Brewing, uh, which is a large Toronto brewery, uh, which has multiple locations. Their beers are all over mm-hmm. the LCBO on taps at you know lots of different uh, establishments. So they, they they're one of those breweries that has grown to the point where it's like a little bit bigger than your typical craft brewery, right? So it makes sense for someone to come in and buy them. Yes, and that was uh, I believe forty four million. Wow. We bought Amsterdam for. So one thing I think that's really important with this too is that we don't see just uh, Canadian companies collecting Canadian companies, right? And right. just kind of absorb them. Is uh, we we've seen this even with uh, companies in the states uh, trying to come in and uh, do some kind of takeover, whether it's hostile or not, um, of of some of the breweries here. And we've tried to see some Canadian breweries like Collective Arts try to uh, infiltrate some of the U.S. markets. So there's this very changing landscape, which is very, very, very interesting to kind of uh, keep a pulse on. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, So the next one, uh, in terms of Steam Whistle, this is a little bit older, but Steam Whistle buying Bose, uh, that happened earlier in uh, 2022. Uh, It kind of just came out of the blue as well. Um, It was just one day, all of a sudden there's a press release, and you're like, okay. Um, (laughs) But in terms of that... They wanted to make sure that Bose is going to be readily available all across Canada, right? So any LCBO, any beer show you go to, you can always get Steam Whistle. And now you couldn't get Bose, right? You can get right. most places, but For not sure. everywhere, right? And this was more so of an establishment to make sure that all Bose, like the Lug Tread and their other products, are going to be readily available all across Canada. Yeah, and I think when you dive into like the craft beer uh, kind of news and, and the, the underside of uh, of the industry itself is Steam Whistle actually went through some management changes. Um, they went ahead and they changed some of their, their top executives uh, and going back to previous executives um, in the interim. So I think they came up with a very aggressive strategy and are saying, you know what, we need to expand our brand as well as, again, absorb some of these other um, established breweries to uh, give themselves a little bit more of a, uh, a public profile um, again. So... Kind of, kind of interesting to see how that kind of plays itself out. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the next one, um, this happened uh, later, late in October this year. Uh, Equals, which is the contract period of London, so they do a lot of like uh, these MVP. They've done uh, Bangarang, a bunch of those places. Uh, purchased side lunch, so side lunch obviously is located in Collingwood, um, and you know that was kind of a, a interesting one in terms of the fact that it won Canadian Brewery of the Year in 2016. And again, as you said, like some management changes happened there as well, and side lunch rebranded its can labels and everything like that, and it kind of just sunk downhill yeah, pretty th- quickly yeah yeah i think side launch kind of lost its way and yeah. um this is maybe an opportunity for equals to kind of pull it back together and and restructure a little bit um and then relaunch the side launch <laughs> and uh I, I again i think side launch kind of got a little bit um um sideways yeah a, a little bit a little bit lost its vision lost, well and, lost, and they were they kind of went to do like I don't know. They were really adjunct heavy and very kind of almost like mixed beers, if that makes yeah, like. Didn't they have sure. like a uh, like a pe- coconut pina colada or something beer? Yes, I, I don't know. Yes, they yeah. did. Yeah, and I, it wasn't very good. I remember I, that. And I, I think that's part of it. Is just again not necessarily a complete rebranding, but a refocus. And yeah. um, I think Equals can come in here and say, um, let, let's just kind of settle it up, focus it up. And um, this is going to be a very interesting uh, uh, time. Uh, also, just, just as a thought, because they're close and nearest down the road, we should just uh, take some money and walk in and be like, hey, let's make a craft beer connoisseur's beer with Equals. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do that. Possibly. If anybody wants to send us any uh, money, please uh, reach into our <laughs> yeah, exactly. and let us know so we can uh, make that. Uh, we, we accept all funds. Yes. Um, Chris, why don't you hit us with the next one? Here? Yeah. So the next one, uh, Bench and Henderson Brewing are, uh, are teaming up to, uh, I, I guess, kind of have a... Not necessarily a purchase of another brewery, but a collaboration. Yeah, if more you will, so a merger. Stri- it's a par- strategic partnership. Partnership, yeah. Yes. And I think that's kind of cool to see, right? Because what we have is we have individuals who are doing takeovers. We have some breweries that are putting their self up for sale. Yeah. Um, and then we do have some partnerships. So again, things are very organic here. Yes. And I remember when we were talking to Roger uh, Mittag from uh, from Prude Home, uh, we were talking to him offline, and he, he mentioned this as well. Um, it, w- it was topical at the time. And, and I know uh, Henderson, they're the ones that partner with the uh, Society of Beer Drinking Ladies to make mm-hmm. their beers. So, yes. um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of what comes about uh, with this it's, partnership. It's more so Henderson's core brands are moving from the Toronto location to be brewed in Beansville. Yeah, and, and Bench, I, I have been to that brewery, and it's a humongous location. So that makes sense. Like if, if a brewery like Henderson wants to maybe downsize in terms of the equipment that they have and kind of contract out the, the brewing of their my, beers, my then well. that makes sense. Yeah, so can I take the next one here then? Yes, yes, please go ahead. Excellent. So the next one is Something in the Water acquiring Stone City, which was up, like, up for sale for quite some time. Yeah, I was going to say it was up like probably eight months. Now, this, this is aggressive, I feel like. I think this is aggressive expansion from Something in the Water, right? Yes. they are fairly new themselves. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they've actually got a pretty good foothold in uh, in their community, right? Um, I've seen a lot of individuals that I know personally that have attended uh, Something in the Water, their physical location. Um, so this here is, I think, a very aggressive move. And um, again, big risk, big reward, right? So... See how that kind of plays itself out? Well, they've grown really quickly because they started as a contract brewer. Correct. And then they, you know, opened their own location and did the started doing the brewing themselves. And now they're going out and buying other breweries. So definitely, I think what they're doing is working and 
Yeah, they're they're looking for. Let's just say there's a more. few people that bought some Lee River Blackberry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that hey, that's a great, and that helped out, right? That's a great beer, and I don't see it uh, anymore. So you bring that Lee River back, something in the water, and if you uh, if you do, we'll probably purchase some yes. more, and then you can maybe purchase some more breweries. And I just yeah. saw that the, they had a couple more uh, beers hitting the LCBOs uh, readily. So the Hazy Maitland's uh, going to be hitting the LCBOs shortly. Oh, um, nice. Hopefully in my local area because I'd like to try that one. Yeah, kudos right. to them again. As I said, big, big risk, big reward, right? Yeah, absolutely. So the next one is uh, we're going to go a little northern Ontario. Oh, I guess almost near Kingston, really. Yeah. Uh, in terms of seven six two craft brewers, um, I actually drove past this place on the way back from um, Broken Stick. Oh yeah. Um, did not um, stop in, however, because it was ten o'clock in the morning, and they were not open. But uh, they are up for sale as well. Um, right, right. So they've been established since twenty nineteen. Uh, they're up for a hundred thousand dollars American right now. Wow. So. Do that conversion, and one of you guys can uh, can buy it for sure. So, so a hundred hundred and thirty thousand plus. <laughs> so you said up by Kingston, uh, Maydock. So Maydock is like I would say halfway between uh, Peterborough and Kingston. Mm. Okay, okay, a little a little bit of a little trek too, for us. A little too yeah. far. Yeah. Yes, it, it's a little bit like maybe I could probably make it there in like two and a half hours, but you guys <laughs> might be more like three yeah, and a half with your time traveling yeah, machine. Sure. Yes, yeah. right. And yeah. then one of the most recent ones. Yes. It's five paddles. And this one's very, very interesting to me because I was going through actually the realtor um, uh, description Okay. in terms of that. Yep. And I know, uh, Tyler, you were looking at a, a house um, a couple months ago. Yeah. And this is half the price of said house. So you, so could, literally could, just, the, you could just live in the brewery. Just pop an air mattress. Your wife would love that. I don't think she would. She wouldn't uh, like the relocation <laughs> to Whippy. But you know what? It's cheap, right? Whippy's uh, great. We but love Whippy. The, uh, the, pl- the place, in terms of going through all the stuff that comes with it, it's priced to sell. And we're just talking offline beforehand. We're like, hmm. Like. If the location was better, right? I would like, actually consider it. Right? Like what, did, what did they have? Like, it was like eight tanks or something like that? Yeah, it was um, a crazy amount of stuff. And we were kind of saying, like, pretty much all the equipment's in there. It's almost it's turnkey. The price. So basically, yeah. If, yeah. if you were to start a brewery from scratch, you probably wouldn't be paying too much more than what Five Paddles is asking. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like you know, if you move in a couple hours this way, like honestly, we have it, some serious discussions. It, here. It's yeah. one of those things that you could purchase the location, take out the equipment, move, move the move the equipment, yeah. rent out a space here in London. Yeah. And then sell the location. Right, because basically you're just buying <laughs> you're buying the equipment and yeah. the trademarks. Yeah. And and like honestly, if if that was part of the consideration, I mean, I would I, I'd quit my job. And and <laughs> five, five Paddles has made some really good stuff. I've had a few of their beers. Uh, we'd like to get them on the podcast by all means. Well, we'll what, we'll, we'll well, we better happens. hurry up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens, right? Because exactly. you never know where it's going to go. Yeah. So with all this being said, kind of just giving you the little tidbits about the craft beer industry in the last few months, if you will. Would you say that we've seen the tip of the iceberg in terms of the rapid expansion, explosion of the Ontario craft beer scene? Um, or have we become too saturated? And before you guys answer... We um, already we already kind of have, yes, right? We, um, yeah. That's why I wanted to address it. There's also been... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, there's also been a couple sales that didn't go to fruition. So Bell City in Brantford, Railway City in St. Thomas, they were going to get bought out mm-hmm. by a drink company out of North Carolina. And that's yeah. what I was trying to reference earlier yeah. on. And, uh, that fell you know, through, obviously yeah. that fell through, which is probably okay for you, Chris, because, you know, more orange cream scales for you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Caps off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> caps off too, right? Absolutely. So but, how, have we, how has it become too saturated? Is there too many craft breweries? I don't think so. I'd like to see more. That's just me. I mean, a, I mean, I don't think there's consumer, necessarily... But too many in terms of 
we love to have a bunch of options, but I think there are too many breweries in terms of the amount that can actually maintain a profitable business, right? Fair. Uh, so I think what we'll kind of see is maybe not so much, uh, you know, co- uh, coming together or being purchased, but breweries just kind of ending and, and no longer or being more a strategic partnerships too, right? Yeah. So I I'll make a bold prediction. And I'll put this on the record as it is. I believe, unfortunately, um, probably in the next year, year and a half, so I'll give myself 18 months on this one, um, that one third of the craft brewery industry will no longer exist the way that it was. Um, Whether that is through uh, mergers, partnerships, whatever that kind of looks like, I think that we will see a a, a change in the landscape. Um, Not necessarily negative, um, but I, I do think it's inevitable that we will see some of these uh, smaller breweries either get uh, eaten up, unfortunately, or, ca- um, or cash out, or, or or cash out and and move on. So um, I think that's just kind of capitalism. That that's the way the world so is. The way it goes, yeah. And um, but that's my bold prediction, and I'll stand by that. If yeah. you guys want to jump on that, you can. No, I think not, especially in this, the way the economy is going to go, and I'm probably going to hit a recession shortly um, in the next couple of years. Like it's just it's bound to happen. It's the inevitable, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, as bad they, as it sounds, but they do say alcohol is recession proof. I'm not sure that craft beer is recession proof. As long though. as we're not going through a recession and prohibition at the same time, then I think yeah. we're all right. <laughs> and I think that's important. Um, and the reason why we've we've done this right is we went through a pandemic. We started before the pandemic. Um, it's going to look a little bit different. But um, as craft beer connoisseurs, uh, our our vision, our mandate, what we want to do is to ensure that our listeners are out there supporting all these craft breweries, so that way that uh, we can minimize the risk to them. So, definitely. On, on that note, I think that's going to be all for today's producer special. Uh, Chris, the floor is yours. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone, again for listening. Keep on listening. Every other Thursday is the craft beer connoisseurs release a new episode and of course on our off thursdays for these unique producer specials and remember drink responsibly don't drink and drive and again support all your local breweries very good so from all of us and producer liam i'm tyler i'm brett and i'm chris and together we're the craft beer connoisseurs